Thank you for joining today's Accelerate Your Performance podcast. And thank you for having a desire to be your best at work and helping your organization achieve success. This podcast focuses on tactical actions to improve workplace culture, and these tactics align to our nine principles for organizational excellence. Today, we're joined by my guest, Jackie Gaines. She's an exceptional national speaker, best-selling author, and high-performing executive coach and former CEO of a healthcare organization. Jackie has more than 40 years of sustained leadership accomplishments with major organizations. I have high regard and respect for Jackie's work with healthcare leaders throughout the country and have had opportunities to connect with her and some of the work that we've done in schools and uh, and the work that she continues to do to make a great impact in healthcare. And I'm just so pleased and honored today to have Jackie on our show to tell her story and to provide recommendations to us on how we can all achieve organizational excellence. So Jackie, welcome, and I'm so excited to have you with us today. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here as well. All right. So let's let's start, Jackie, if you would. Tell us a little bit about yourself or our listeners a little bit about yourself and, and your leadership background. Well, I guess you could say I have done everything from the bedside to the boardroom. My <laughs> career... My career has been uh, in, it's in the healthcare industry, and basically I started as a nurse and just have gone in almost all of the roles, I think, from being a, a nurse to a nurse practitioner to um, an educator to uh, running a hospital uh, and then run, going on to um, running a health system before I came to work for Huron. Uh, still in healthcare, still an executive coach and working with CEOs and, and healthcare organizations all over the country to improve their outcomes. Yeah, and you it's uh, you have a you and I have talked a little bit in the past and I, I know you'll probably share a little bit here, but you have, you know, an amazing story as a leader and as a CEO and you know, when there probably weren't many of many women CEOs in the in the ranks at the time, Jackie. So I know you've written a couple of books, but the one I'd like to focus on today is is your book, The Yellow Suit, a guide for women in leadership. And it's really about focusing on women in leadership and and I know you have a story that connects to why you decided to write this book. So what's what's that story? <laughs> well, I'm a firm believer in mentorship and passing the baton to leaders of today and the future. I was really blessed with incredible mentors in my life. Uh, when I close my eyes, I can see their faces, their spirit, and who they are so present to me. Writing allows me to do that and share what I've learned in that 40 years plus of leadership and actually to give back what others have gifted to me. Women face some unique challenges that are often not reflected in the leadership books of today, which by the way, are written primarily by men. <laughs> yes. I, I wanted to offer some respectful truth telling about leadership, uh, this leadership journey for women. So this book deals with things that you don't normally hear about, it's like re-entry into the workforce after having children or making more money than your significant partner and even working through menopause. I mean, it's <laughs> all the stuff we talk about behind closed doors, but who teaches us how to do that? And there are skills involved in doing that in tips. So, you know, this, this, the book was written with that spirit of really not just uh, sugarcoating, you know, what our journey is like, but really 
lifting women up and giving them some tools and tips for the future as a mentor would do. I appreciate that. And, you know, just can relate to your story in so many ways. Uh, as I've spent about three decades in, in professional life, most of those is in leadership and, uh, you know, just continuing to persevere through some of the difficult times in managing the things that you write about. So, you know, speaking of, of experiences, you know, how did, how did your experiences as a woman CEO, you know, influence the writing of this book? Well, as I said, I've been fortunate to have learned from the best in the industry who really pushed me beyond where I ever thought I would go. Um, I've experienced the ugliness of discrimination, having to work three times harder than my male counterparts for acceptance in a male-dominated industry at the top. And I want to emphasize that in healthcare, yes, you see predominantly women, but at the top of the food chain is primarily men. And I wanted to offer women some options for maintaining their integrity against the odds that are sometimes stacked against us for success and to offer them tips to pursue their dreams. I wanted them to see what was possible. It's not a male bashing book, though. And I think people sometimes think, you know, when you have a, a woman book, <laughs> a, a yeah. book that focused on women, that it was about bashing. And it really wasn't. It's more about how we leverage our gifts and attributes to create a more collaborative leadership style with our male counterparts, valuing the best in both genders and, and, and what we naturally bring to the table. And for, for instance, women are more likely to be nurturers. And that's not a form of weakness, but an asset in today's work environment that values engagement. So that's just such a great example, uh, general leadership approach or strategy or way that we function, you know, that just transfers to, to just general leadership skills. So, you know, I, I think we talk about being women and being in leadership positions, but how do your experiences and the experiences you write about in the book just translate to good leadership in general? Well, I can say that my experiences definitely have shaped me into the leader that I am today. I have developed a deep, deeper confidence in myself and that my abilities do not have to match those of my male counterparts. It's really about being comfortable in your own skin. Um, your gifts and your opportunity uh, and your areas of opportunity actually ground you as a leader. You're perceived as more authentic and human. Uh, leaders have to be able to relate to the people we work with. We're not overseeing conveyor belts and manufacturing of widgets. Being human and confident uh, lays the groundwork for higher levels of employee engagement, which then directly impacts our ability to deliver on outcomes. We also need to learn to navigate within the constraint of varying types of employment situations with all kinds of people. But that takes time and skill to leverage your talents and to maximize effective collaborative relationships to achieve those organizational goals. It also takes a lot of self-reflection and the willingness to grow and change behaviors that may be blocking your own effectiveness. However, I want to be clear that collaboration does not require assimilation. The whole concept of the yellow suit came uh, about from the past notion that black suits, black pumps, and white shirts were the standard dress codes for success in business for women. Uh, my journey proves, because I love colors, if you know me, professionalism 
is more the key than the perception of professionalism and a black suit, or even trying to emulate the characteristics of my male counterparts. In my first hospital CEO inter job interview, I wore a muted yellow suit. The comment from the hiring team is anybody who's that comfortable with themselves to wear a yellow suit to their interview is the type of person we want running our organization. And hence, I got the job. That is so great. That's such a great story, Jackie. And, you know, I've when I listen to you and then, um, you know, just engage with you, I mean, one of the things that I see um, is just your level of confidence, but it's balanced with great empathy to people. I just really respect you in that regard because it, at all times, I feel like you have great confidence, but that confidence, you know, it's never overpowering in any way to where I don't feel like you're empathetic to the people that you connect with, your employees and, and your co probably people and partners that you coach as well. Um, and it just, when I, in my connections with you, you know, I just, I get a warm feeling um, but also, I also have that great regard and respect for you, you know, based on the way that you present yourself. And I just think that's such an admirable balance that you have. Oh, well, thank you so much. I mean, you, you go, you know, when I was younger, I'm much older now than the other part of my career life, um, the other side of the mountain. Um, I can smell retirement. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't get nervous. I'm not there yet, but I can smell it. Um, but, but it's interesting because you know, you, when you're younger, you, you go out with passion and you're, you, you know, you want to charge into everything and you don't have as much balance. Um, and I think as I've gotten more mature and more confident in my own abilities, um, I think, and comfortable with what I don't know, I do have to say that too. You have to be comfortable with what you don't know and being, you know, willing to ask for help. But I think, you know, I definitely, um, um, how I address people, how I work, how I work is so different now. Uh, and, and I'm hoping that people can learn some of that through my writings, through my mentorship, you know, and not have to wait until they're my age to, to, to have that become an epiphany. <laughs> I feel the same way, Jackie. You know, it, it's I'm, I'm closer to the end than the beginning of my career. And I think, you know, so many of my stories are don't do this. <laughs> you know, when I did the, oh, my gosh, just don't do that. But, you know, and, and I feel that the great part about being in a place, I think, where we're closer to the end, end is just being able to be reflective and build that type of confidence. And you're right. We, we've had a great opportunity on our team to hire, you know, some people who are beginning their life stories and their professional life. And one of my, one of the greatest opportunities I think I'll have is to be connected in that way to people who are just at the, at more of the beginning than the end. And I hope I'm a, I hope I'm like you are. I hope I'm a great, great um, model to them in terms of what can be there. So let's just kind of conclude today, just from your experience as a CEO and coach, what three pieces of advice would you give to leaders as we leave and listen to what you provide to us? Well, I'm going to take a little bit of liberty. And I actually have four. I tried to okay. narrow it to three, but I want to do four. Um, the first one is just to pursue your passion. Don't chase the dollar or a title. You know, we tend to excel doing what we love. I advise people to create a chart of absolutes for yourself. What are those things that are absolutely imperative to any job you choose? What would you walk away from? And what things are negotiable? Try not to use money or title when you're doing this little assessment of yourself. Then look at your current job or your potential opportunity and see where that aligns with what really brings you joy. You know, I believe that people, money and title will come, but if we are pursuing what we 
think others believe we should be, we will be miserable and certainly not successful. So that's my first one. My second one is get out of your own way. Uh, sometimes we block our own success. We need to be able to step out of our comfort zone to try new things and new experiences. And when I look back on my life and my career, I can't even believe all the things I've been able to do. I, who would have thought that I would be an author or president of a health system, but I walked through some doors that matched my passion. I got out of my own way. I also was clear about what I didn't know. And I wasn't too shy or ashamed or felt like it was less, I was being less than to ask for help to continue my journey. The third thing I would say is maintain your integrity. Nothing, nothing is worth compromising yourself or what you value. And sometimes walking away is the right answer. Um, and the last one is pay it forward. Be a mentor to somebody else. You know, I learned from every mentee. It's like getting a gift in return. And mentorship comes in many forms. It can be intense or it can be a small conversation that can make a difference in someone's life, or it could be like writing, like I try to do with all my books. Once my mom asked me why I write, and I told her I would feel successful if I made a difference to just one human being. It's like throwing that small pebble in the middle of a lake. Although small, it can make a pretty wide ripple. And sometimes people just watch your behavior, your leadership style. Sometimes that pebble is really who you are. And so my last piece of advice is to walk the talk as a leader and be a visible role model to others around you. Oh, four pieces of advice, Jackie. I think the last one is really, really significant. So I'm glad you added the, the fourth piece. You know, I, as I think back, uh, you know, this has just been a great opportunity for me to connect with you because it, it, it's made me reflect, you know, on my, my own journey as a leader. And I think that's what your book does um, for some of us who can take, take the, the journey and the path with you, um, you know, that makes us reflect. And, and I think for people who are new to leadership, they can learn from the paths that, that you have taken. And so that's what I would ask our, our listeners to do today is just, you know, pick one of the pieces of advice and and uh, think on on your leadership. And I, uh, Jackie, I, I think you probably do the same thing. Always tell leaders, leader is not a position. You know, leadership. You, anyone's a leader, right? I mean, right. any of us can be a leader. So um, just pick a pick something that Jackie talked about today. I'm um, really maybe this week. Just just think about focusing on that one thing that can help you be better, um, a better leader, a better person. Um, and better colleague to the people that we work with each and every day. Uh, Jackie um, also will put your, the reference to your book on the website of the podcast. And anybody that you know would like a copy of that book, they'll have access to, to that link as well. So just appreciate you so much for being with us today. I value as a, as a tremendously valuable colleague to me. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you. And so thank you all for tuning in to Accelerate Your Performance. Please share the podcast and make sure you're subscribed. If you're looking for more resources related to today's episode, head over to studereducation.com slash podcast. I look forward to connecting with you on our next episode as we continue to focus on the nine principles for organizational excellence so that we can be our best at work and that we can be the best people that we can be to each other. Please, everybody, be safe, be well, 
and have a great week.